Lauren, I cannot believe how close to Christmas it's getting. Have you started to think about what presents you're going to buy people yet? I have actually, because I fall in a little bit in love with mouse and grapes, cheese and wine hampers after we enjoyed hours on our cosy little night away. Oh my God, great shout. They had so much in them. I mean, two full bottles of wine for a start. And it's such a fun way to try different cheeses. I hadn't even heard of some of the ones in the hamper and they were so delicious. Especially when paired with the crackers and chutney. But do you know what I love most about the hampers? It's that Mouse and Grapes got quite a range of them and they all feel super luxurious in their gorgeous packaging, but they're all at different price points. Excellent point, Jess. But my favourite thing is the little pairing booklet and the pencil that comes with. It turns the hamper into a real experience, I think, and it gives you the chance to learn about what you're eating and drinking and just really appreciate it. Plus, it's a great way to make it into a fun little social activity for the festive period too. Yes, I love doing that with you. Okay, so listeners, please do check out www.mouseandgrape.com when thinking about Christmas gifts this year. It's a definite reco from us. Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. This week, we are chatting about Dawn O'Porter's brilliant new novel, Cat Lady. We run Joni's Book Club and have chosen it as their choice for November, so make sure you go and check out their Instagram and blog for more. welcome back how was your yoga retreat it was really lovely thank you it was in Lake Annecy which is sort of in between Switzerland and France and everywhere just looked like a bit of a painting it was stunning and what did you do apart from yoga um yoga uh but there was like it was in this really lovely villa with um a hot tub and a swimming pool and it was right on the lake so and in the mountains so Lots of like mountain hikes, walks, swimming. Did you go in the lake? No. But you have before. I have before, but this time I just really wussed out. Last time it was like frozen over and like, and there was a sauna. Mm. That was key. Mm. There was a sauna so you could like get warm afterwards. Whereas this time you'd have to like bring a towel with you and then run back. And I just wasn't ready for that. Not mentally, not physically. No, I'm not an open water swimmer. Got absolutely no desire ever. (laughs) <laughs> I I would love to I mean Wim Hof makes it sound like it's a life-changing experience but I'm just not ready to be life-changed you know no I'm very happy for Wim Hof all I do is for the last like 60 seconds of my shower I turn it to cold and I feel like that's enough wellness for me that's enough yeah yeah um, clean water as well it's quite key um <laughs> my week busy Lauren I'm so overwhelmed by all the tv I have to watch and all the podcasts I'm behind on like I've just spent November like catching up on all these things it's not been ideal for reading I do not know how next week's wrap-up episode is going to go (laughs) I simply have not read any books it might be a tv recos episode well I'm good at that I've actually 
just this morning before work. I'm actually watching TV before work to cram it all in, <laughs> finish the crown because I had to know what was going to happen. Okay. You can look in the history books for what was going to happen, but it's not so. <laughs> um, so yeah, overwhelmingly busy. I'm so behind on my podcast as well. It's very stressful. It means I don't get to listen to the ones that I just like to dip in and out of for fun. Yeah. So I've got actual homework from my like oh dear. existing ones. It's a lot. It is a lot. And I feel like I should also just caveat that I think my sound quality isn't great today. Um, yeah, to be fair, it's coming through fine in my headphones. But yes, it? good okay. shout because listeners might hear it differently. Yeah, because um, I'm recording this in my lunch break at work today. So please bear with She's me. She's a trooper, guys. She's a trooper. So <laughs> today's episode. It was supposed to be an interview with the legend Dorno Porter herself. Um, but when one lives in LA and the other party is full of two busy gals. It is near impossible to organize. Um, but, you know, they we might be able to do something for the paperback, but to be honest, the book was so good that we just wanted to talk about it ASAP yeah. on the pod. So you've just got the two of us. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> we'll try and be as entertaining as Dawn. Um, she was so lovely at her book launch, wasn't she? Yeah, and she gives off really lovely vibes from her... Um, non-fiction audiobook which actually I had just listened to before reading Cat Lady by like complete oh. accident like I didn't really mean to oh, really what's it like is it a memoir um ish but it's not billed that way um so it's called Life in Pieces and it's her lockdown diaries but oh, with that like she does a lot of looking back on her life and things yeah. so that's why it's kind of like a memoir um but I didn't quite realize I guess because it wasn't all consuming for me as I wasn't her friend but Caroline Flack died just before the pandemic like her funeral was the week before lockdown and I also didn't really realize that Dorno Porter was like one of her best friends so she um her grief filters into the book a lot in fact she reads the audiobook and actually when she's talking about Caroline she gets choked up in the recording of it so it's very sad um but it's also general like almost nostalgia now to to lockdown of like chatting about zoom and how every day was the same and like overeating and tequila um (laughs) she talks a lot about weed gummies in it a lot um and also a lot about her pets and how she loves having pets and like when she first got a cat so it was very interesting to read before this one. Um, I also didn't know until I read this book that she um, was one of the founders of Choose Love. Did you? I did actually, yeah, because I um, I did some work for it a, a little while ago, but I hadn't actually clocked that whilst I was reading Cat Lady. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of trippy to read them both back to back, to be honest, because also then yeah, it becomes really hard when it's a novel to like separate it. Yeah, which one from- would... Yeah, you sort of learn both, don't you? Yeah, especially because, so as I said, she talks about her own cat, but she also talks about the death of her own mother at a young age Mm. and how, like, she she now, part of the reason she likes to dress colourfully is so that her sons one day when she's gone will always remember her in lovely dresses. And that's kind of like Mia and Cat Lady. She always remembers her mum's lovely dresses. And... um. In Cat Lady, there's a point later on in the story where she discovers caftans and Dorno Porter is a big old lover of caftans. There's a lot of that yeah. in Life and Pieces. <laughs> so some does filter through and I had to keep not letting Mia be pictured in my head as, yeah. as Dawn. She's I think she said she has red hair, though. 
Yeah, she is. And before we move on to Cut Lady Properly, Life in Pieces is a really lovely record. I would yeah. highly recommend the audio book for that one. Thank you, Bora Box, for bringing it to my attention. Love that. Um, so shall I drop the synopsis then? I thought you'd never ask. Here we go. Single, independent, aloof, cunning, agile, cannot be tamed. We've all known a cat lady and we've probably all judged her too. But behind the label, the one that only sticks to women, what if there's a story worth nine lives? Told with Dawn's trademark warmth, wit and irreverence, Cat Lady's a story about defying labels and forging friendships. It's for the cat lady in all of us because a woman always lands on her feet. It's quite an aloof synopsis, yes. if you will. Um, it doesn't actually say what the story really. is, but I like it. I like the clever play on it. So let's yeah. give some more context to Mia, our main character, who is not Dawn O'Porter. <laughs> She's an interesting one. I recoed this book to my cousin recently, and I saw her the other day. She was only 20 pages in, and she was like, um main character's a bit weird <laughs> yeah she is a she's an acquired taste and I'm sure a lot of people when reading this book will liken her to Eleanor Oliphant just because mm. she she likes things the way she likes them she's very set in her ways yeah and quite um yeah set in her ways yeah 100 percent I think anyone, anytime there's a character that's a bit different, anyone's everyone's like, is Eleanor, Eleanor Elephant? Yeah. Um, but the difference is that like she doesn't miss social cues like Eleanor might. Um and I actually really resonated with every like the beginning of the book when we meet Mia properly when she's going to work. I really resonated with a lot of what she said. So again, unlike Eleanor, she's like got a big important job. She's um managing director of a famous jewelry brand. She has some really funny commentary about how she'll have her she will get up early she will have her breakfast at home she will go to the office early and set herself up for the day ready to start work at 9 a.m and then all the millennials and the gen z rock up at nine and then they go and make their cereal and then they go and make their coffee and then they sit down for the day and back in the days of of commuting like i'm really with me or it used to fuck me off when people like i would be all settled and getting to it and then people would come in at nine and be like how was your evening i'd be like fuck off like I got here early to have all this bullshit done <laughs> so I really resonated with me you're so yeah you are I can see that part of you I'm totally <laughs> the opposite I'm like I'll arrive at nine maybe ten and then I'm I'm there to make my coffee make my breakfast and then maybe be sat down by half past <laughs> um it's n- so it's not odd that she has this really great job and dresses smartly for it but um it, it's more like her outside of work and her personal life that it, that makes her quite an odd character and her marriage definitely is is quite interesting um so her and her husband Tristan have separate bedrooms and that's because of her cat pigeon um because her husband isn't a big fan of the cat, doesn't like the cat in the bed or sleeping on the bed. And she'll still have sex with her husband, but that she's like rigorously planned out. And but then afterwards, we'll like sneak into her own room to sleep in there so that she can sleep in bed with her cat. Um, and she's perfectly content for her marriage to operate that way. Yeah. And, it suits her and, it, and it suits Pigeon as well. 
It does suit Pigeon. Her husband's lesser fan. He's like, oh, you didn't. Yeah. You said you'd stay the night. She's like, yeah, well, I didn't. <laughs> um, I did find it slightly odd that the cat would shower with her or like come into the shower. But I haven't ever had a pet. So maybe that isn't weird. Yeah, no, um, but yeah. I also found that a bit weird and like sleeping in bed with your cat. Like I thought that was a bit weird. I guess they're like a hot water bottle though, maybe. I don't know. I've never had one. Um, what I will say is that I think when you start reading the book, a lot of people might find the cat and owner relationship a bit much. But when you hear about the backstory of how Pigeon came to be her pet, for, yeah. for me at least, made complete sense. I was like, you shower and lay in bed with that cat. All for it. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, the other weird thing about her marriage, because we're not done, is the third party in it, basically. So her husband has 50-50 custody with his ex-wife of their son. And as a result, she's always fucking around. Um, yeah. Mia is such a good stepmom, and like it doesn't really correlate with what you think she might be like based on yeah. everything. Like she's never wanted kids herself, and she says that, but she really loves being a stepmom, yeah, and that's really lovely. But my God, I don't know how Mia put up with her so well. She's yeah, same. And also with her husband, because we don't be mistaken, like he's not a very nice man, I don't think. So I kind of think I kind of don't really blame her for not wanting to sleep in a bed with him. Um, once you get to know what he's like um, like he calls her because he doesn't know what sandwich to have like that's a bit weird isn't it yeah and I guess so Tristan's ex-wife Belinda um, they have a very unusual relationship like Jess said like they're in and out of each other's lives I think it's they still go to therapy together right yes and they yeah, like have it therapy like she'll come over and they'll have her like zoom therapy in his room. yeah um and I think it was one of the opening scenes where Mia and Tristan are hosting a dinner party together and Belinda comes and Belinda's f- like the friends who are invited are all of like Tristan and Belinda's friends from when they were married and so Mia's the outsider in her own at her own dinner party um and all of her friends, particularly all of her dinner guests, I should say, particularly Belinda, is really mean about Pigeon and M- Mia's relationship with her cat um, in quite a nasty, open way, not in a mm. passive aggressive way or a sly remark here and there, like actually in a very rude, rude way. Yeah. And quite- some of Dawn's books are like she'll write things that are so outrageous or like people are so rude to someone's face that you're like this cannot be real life like no yeah. way but but probably is to like be able to think of these ideas you know what I mean and also writes them so plausibly yeah, and enjoyably to like read along with yeah so in addition to that there are a lot of interesting characters in this book and we should probably revert back to the pet grief group because we kind of meet them first in the book um so in the group there's a range of people there's a really tough guy who's described kind of like a a biker man if you will um and he's mourning the loss of his pet snake um there are a few other women in the group too um but mia is attending the group whilst pigeon is still alive and she is basically so scared of losing 
pigeon that she's almost already grieving what that could be like so she goes to this pet grief group to try and help her through which I kind of got yeah me too I think she's she's just very lonely I think in in terms of like she doesn't have many friends and I think she's just so anxious about the thought of losing her pet pigeon Um, and there's another woman who's in the group and she's a writer and she then writes a piece about the pet therapy group she doesn't name anybody's names but she publishes it in the newspaper and very clearly describes Mia and it's kind of from there that Mia's world gets sort of turned upside down because she's kind of exposed not explicitly but her world starts unraveling a little bit from there yeah the one saving grace in it in it is that Mia's cat is still alive so people are like oh that can't be you but my god it could be um but yeah Mia it's kind of the catalyst but Mia goes from having it all on or you know someone to look at her life they think she'd had it all and then she like slowly almost falls into this stereotype of a crazy cat lady um and we won't spoil it by saying what happens but oh my god Lauren I didn't see any of it coming did you without saying what happens no 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 um I I kind of guess the more obvious parts of the plot but not you know not the majority of it and I was actually pleasantly surprised by the ending because it didn't end how I imagined it was going to end like you know how (laughs) it's going to tie up neatly with a bow but it wasn't how I thought it was going to end and I actually preferred it yeah I loved the ending I'm glad that everything happened the way it did but yeah some of it is so audacious but we know that about Dawn's writing and her books they're all a bit scandalous and so much graphic sex in this one a young man is putting objects inside another person oh I forgot about that (laughs) but she did sort of say at her book launch to her publisher like thank you so much for bearing with me like you've had to edit some pretty graphic yeah and it really is the same in all her fiction is it (laughs) yeah I mean we should say we won't I don't think we'll talk about it but we've both just read a different Dawn O'Porter yeah for my birthday, Jess bought us both a copy of The Cows by Dorno Porter, which we've buddy read together. But I think we'll save that one for another week. Yes. So back to Cat Lady then. Did you warm to Mia as a character? Yeah. I mean, I said up to I, I resonate with her. I really get Mia. I I like her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did, when you, you've, the fact that you've asked me, did you warm to her? Does that mean it took a while for you to warm to her? Yeah. It definitely took me a while too warm to her but I think you do like there is like a strong character development to to Mia throughout the book um and she's very opinionated which I like I'm actually gonna give an example of a quote that I think just expresses that like is a good example of how um direct she is so here we go she says, the snobbery around instant coffee baffles me. It's a drink that's fueled wars. Do you really think soldiers in World War II woke up and ducked about with 
grinding beans before they set off to defend their country. No, they boiled water, put a teaspoon of perfectly blended granules into a cup, splashed in some UHT and got the hell on with the job. If AJ was a soldier, we'd all be dead by lunchtime. Um, And it just, I think, perfectly encapsulates how it's she's just so black and white in her in her thinking and sense of right and wrong yeah but but then I guess when you think back to her marriage like that's not so black and white or maybe she sees it as black and white you know like a lot of people a marriage where you sleep in separate beds would be weird to a lot of people but me is like no this is what we do yeah so maybe her perception of black and white is a bit different to like societies Mm. we love Mia for that um, we should also probably say that this book has a lot of grief and trauma in it. And I think if you're buying this for the cat lady in your life and your friend who has pets, they might get sad at this book. I've seen a lot of reviews of people being like, I sobbed just because the relationship with the cat yeah. is so intense. And like I said um, earlier, like Mia had grief in her childhood. Her mother died and her sister fosters loads of children and she's got a complicated life and it can get a bit heavy at times so I think just be mindful of that peeps yeah so Jess you've now read So Lucky and Life in Pieces by Dawn which has been your favorite I think So Lucky will always be my favorite maybe because I read it first, but also because it was just such an audible experience as in my reading experience. There was so much noise going on because I was laughing and gasping and that's like such a good sign of of like a good book and a good reading experience. Um, But they're all pretty close together. I think if anyone were to come up to me and say, oh, what shall I read? I I want a book that I can't put down. I'd just be like, oh, anything by Donna Porter. Yeah, that is true, actually. I was in a proper reading slump before reading this book. And it really did help me out of it. Yeah, 100%. I think I even said to you, I was like, don't worry, Lauren, it's going to sort you out. Yeah. <laughs> Dawn's got your back. Yeah. Um, and we have like a, it's a shame we couldn't get this to work as an interview, but we have a few crossovers with Dawn now um, in that we work with Joni, which is um, a clothing brand. We genuinely love their clothes so much because they're, they're so comfy, like everything's stretchy. It always fits nicely. And Dawn's line with them is pretty eccentric in all of the best ways. It's very um, Dawn. It's very <laughs> Dawn O'Porter, yeah. Um, and I think we've already said on an episode we went to her book launch in her Joni clothing because we needed to get them. It, it was intense. It was intense. <laughs> um, so naturally for November we picked Cat Lady for their book club pick. And so there's a blog on the Joni website with more recos about the book if if you're interested yeah and also if you're listening to this episode when we said it live just before black friday 2022 joni have just announced 40 percent off the entire website so you could get some of dawn's range but like literally anything for almost half price that's that's such is a good saving even though they send us free clothes i'm like i might have to go and buy some oh yeah um and speaking of black friday discounts people might be interested mm. to stay tuned for a book recos this sneaky discount code this coming thursday and friday and those subscribed to our newsletter will find out first yeah 
our discount is really only going to only going to be a matter of days. There's none of this black week or black month as people are calling Hyper it. Month. You miss it, you miss it. Yeah. So if you're eyeing up a reading journal, then now's the time to subscribe to the newsletter. Okay, this week's request to reco is for the perfect book to gift. And I feel like we say that about 90% of the <laughs> books we discuss on this podcast. Yeah. And obviously, the perfect book to gift always is coupled up with a book reco's reading journal. Naturally. Um, but hang on. As a first point of call, let's send people to our recent book gifting guide post on Instagram because that has loads of recos on there for different types of people and readers and what book we would recommend for those excellent shout um but I guess in addition to that some all-rounders would be what writers read edited by Pandora Sykes which we discussed earlier this month really gorgeous little gift yeah and dear Dolly would also make a great gift for a friend too wouldn't it we are doing very well in November's episodes in time for Christmas gifting. Um, I'm trying to think of some that we've deemed really lovely gifts. Oh, oh, um, These Precious Days by Anne Patchett. Lovely gift. Still in your top 10 of the year. So that's yep. a lot. Isn't it? Uh, Taste by Stanley Tucci would also be good for the foodie in your life. Yeah, that would be great at Christmas. And then you can spend your Christmas holidays cooking. Um, oh to be honest, Michelle's new book that I just posted my review of this morning actually um it's called the light we carry it would make such a great gift you are literally giving someone michelle's wisdom in a book no greater totally. gift than that. yeah totally i'm listening to that on audio at the moment and can 10 out of 10 say that She's makes the a perfect, perfect gift um okay so that's quite a few to go on um, but for more fictional ones, head to our recent Instagram post and save it for when you're browsing in a bookshop because self-gifting is also important. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, then like, subscribe, leave a rating and review. It costs you nothing, but it genuinely means the world to us. And you could share our podcast with your reading buddy too because they might enjoy getting some more recos. And if you don't already, then subscribe to our monthly newsletter at www.bookrecos.com for a roundup of our recos in your inbox. See you next week. We'll be here.